Are you working nine to five just trying to make a living? Or do you actually enjoy going to work every day? We sit down with section editor Chris Libby and learn some tips on how to be happy at work in this episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science, and it's actually younger than the Internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello once again and greetings. Welcome to the Live Happy Now podcast. I am your host, J.R. Houston. Thank you for making us a part of your day, wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening. And we encourage you to check out Live Happy magazine. Make that a part of your day as well. It is available in newsstands everywhere and it is available digitally. If you're more of the e-reader type, you can get it on basically all of your devices, whether it be an iPad or a phone. You can get it in the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. It is available for you and it is mobile. And we are a especially encouraging of the uh, purchase of the print edition or the digital edition of the magazine, because we have someone who regularly writes articles for both with us today. And that is Chris Libby, who is a section editor as well. They just make you wear all the hats in the in the printing business, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't just do one thing. You have to edit. You have to write and source and and now show up on the podcast, which is great. Yeah. We're glad to have you here. Thank We're going to make this quick because I know you've got uh, events to attend to tonight. We're recording this on the night of uh, Game 7 of the World Series in 2016, and Chris is a Cubs fan. So yeah. by the time you hear this, we'll all feel sorry for you or elated for you. That's going to be great. Uh, we're talking about happiness at work, though, and it's it's a big topic because there are so many people these days who are just they're consumed by their work and not in a good way. It's a very stressful situation. But there are some things that we talk about regularly in the magazine and on this podcast that, that can really help mindfulness and meditation. And those two things really kind of go hand in hand. How can they help us manage our stress levels, especially in the workplace? Well, we spend roughly about a third of our life at work. That's 80,000 hours over a lifetime. So that's a long time if you're not happy. Yeah, exactly. So there's two things that, that you can do. There's two paths that you can go down. One is the external path, and that is change your job. But that's not always practical sure. or possible or even necessary. The second path is the internal circumstances, and you change your emotions, your attitude, and your perceptions. And a good way to do that is through mindfulness techniques, such as meditation. So what what is a way like say I'm in, at work and, and and the boss is is hammering down on me mm-hmm. and I've got all these projects to do how can I put my how, do I need to take a break and just go sit in a room or, or how do I how do I put these into practice in that sort of environment Yes if you can find if you can find a space for ten minutes even and do some breathing techniques there's some great apps that I like to use called Headspace where they'll walk you through it if you're a beginner because before I started I was a beginner and I'm still considering myself a beginner because it takes a lot of practice to do sure the great thing about it is more companies are starting to recognize this fact because billions are being lost every year due to unhappy workers stressed out workers and so they're providing like these spaces for people to practice these techniques
banks like SAP, General Mills, Google, McKinsey, these big companies are really starting to, for lack of a better term, pay attention to mindfulness. Sure. And, and I, I, there's going to be a certain subset of people who are listening to this and they're saying, well, back in my day when we would work our eight hours a day and 40 hours a week and we'd get 15 minutes for lunch and that's all we had and we liked it. The stresses are different. It's not that people are getting weaker and they need this. Mm-hmm. It's the stresses are different. The job environment is different. The jobs themselves are different. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of these corporations, the ones you're mentioning, that have sort of pushed it that direction. Mm-hmm. It's nice that they're giving people the opportunity to say, look, we know we're giving you a high-stress environment. Here's a chance for you to sort of bring that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that now that we have technology the way that it is, it's yeah. 24-7, so it's hard to turn it off. So you're going to have to find a way to balance that out and turn it off. But if you can just find 10 minutes a day to just sit there and enjoy the silence, if yeah. you will. It's like a reset button for your brain because we're not meant to have our stress levels at the fringe the way it is. We needed it a long time ago to survive from predators that were eating us. And I'm talking a real long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it's just not good for us to constantly be on alert like that. And so when you're overstressed, that's what's happening is your, your body is constantly on alert. And I'm sure this happens to you being a writer. I mean, people don't just want to sit down and, and do their interviews or, or give you their research uh, weekdays from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. So your work follows you home. My work, uh, which is not writing and it's not even uh, podcasting all the time, it, it can sometimes follow me home. My wife is the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, manufacturing jobs in the 1950s and 60s, that you couldn't manufacture your Cadillacs at your house. You know, I mean, that you could work on it if you wanted to. But but these jobs do sort of follow you. And it's it's very interesting. That uh, and very good that, that companies are taking a look at, at that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that can help, and I know this this happens in this office because everybody seems to get along pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens in in a lot of offices where you've got a good group of people that you work with. Is there a way that we can sort of foster that environment, even if you don't have to necessarily be best friends, mm-hmm. but you can foster an environment of, of teamwork and, and so that sort of creativity? Sure. There was a study that we talked about in the current issue of the magazine. The study they did was actually a group of firefighters, and they they uh, found that the more that they ate together and cooked t- together, they were there for each other more, and they had each other's back. Interesting, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense because that's that's something of an intimate experience, right? You're kind of you're vulnerable while you're eating in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the good news is, in this office, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, but they brought in a grill and made hot dogs the other day. Oh, so this place that. is getting better all the time. <laughs> yeah. We're practicing what we preach. What are some other, uh, one of the things that that we like to preach uh, here at Live Happy, especially during the month of March, but all year long are happy acts. Are there other Mm -hmm. happy acts that that coworkers can take part in uh, with each other? Yeah. Gratitude is always one of the easiest and best ways to boost your happiness and the happiness of others. What I write about in the current issue of the magazine is gratitude ritual. There's four different ones, but one specifically I think would be good for coworkers is uh, a gratitude letter. Somebody who has affected your life in a positive way, just write the letter. And when you find time, sit down, read that letter aloud to them and just, you know, sit there and savor the moment and and see what their reaction is it'll be a big boost in your happiness for them and for you and that and they'll reciprocate that behavior and then it'll just create this ripple effect 
and eventually it, it becomes a habit. Like you said about the meditation, it's not something that's if it's not something you're used to, it's not something that that just happens automatically. You've got to kind of force yourself at times to, to look for the things and then also to acknowledge uh, even the small things if it helps, because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise it, it's very easy to fall out of that habit and go back into your your own little world. But I love that idea. Who, mm-hmm. We were talking to somebody recently. They talked about they all they have pads already that are basically just filled out. Dear blank. Mm-hmm. Thank you for blank. Uh, love blank. And then they hand those out to each other. But maybe even starting that practice within uh, your own workplace uh, and maybe encouraging other people to join with you. You don't even have to start from the top with it. You can be mid-level, low-level, and just maybe try to start and change the culture that way. Well, practice is key with all of this because we do have this negativity bias that needs to be overcome with positive influences. Oh, yeah. And so when you do this, you create new pathways into the brain. And so when it becomes a habit, then it's just it's on automatic then. Uh, it's so much easier to accentuate the positive when you're always looking for it. And it's and it's I say a mindless thing. But but like you said, there's a negativity bias. Mm-hmm. We can also we can sit here in this room and think about the things that are, could affect us negatively or that we don't like. But it's it takes a conscious effort to look for the positive. Yes. And, and so I, I do like that. But but mm-hmm. you're saying we can train ourselves to be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Just like Dan Harris, who's saying 10% happier, just says it's flexing that, that brain muscle. Yeah. Continuing to do these mindfulness practices. Yeah. And and that's a, a good point that leads me to my next point. A lot of people, we you know, we work in the office. And like we said, it's easy to find the negative in an office. Like, oh, we don't like this person because they're slow at whatever. We don't like this person because they're constantly meddling in what we're doing. And so that negative can build and there's some people that no matter what you do they're just they're going to be negative all the time mm-hmm. how do we sort of combat that negativity within our office well tom rath who is the author of are you fully charged and mm-hmm. he's a columnist for the magazine been on here yeah. a few times yeah friend of the show as they say yeah. <laughs> he says that negative comments carry negative charge that weigh four times as much as a positive one so you have to outweigh those negative comments with if somebody makes one negative comment you've got to come back with five positive comments just right. to get back to and so it, that's how difficult it is to to, to do that but it, it takes work but if you're mindful and aware that there's negativity going on you, you can combat that with positivity there's other things you can do like uh, sean and michelle sean Aker and michelle galen talk about mm-hmm. the uh being a positive force and broadcasting your happiness they talk about uh, a study recently where there were three people in the room and the person with the most expressive person, whether positive or negative, influenced the other two. So you can change the mood in a room just by your expressions. So if you come into a room with a positive force, smiling, friendly, relaxed, you're going to pass that mood on to other people. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and it just awareness somebody is annoying you more than likely i didn't wake up that morning to say my sole purpose today is to annoy chris yeah yeah that, that <laughs> well some of us that's what we do when we come into work we're gonna figure out a way to pick on libby but the most people are not <laughs> yeah. they're not waking up that way hopefully yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so if somebody is annoying me i have to slow down and take a look at the situation and say this is my perception of annoying so i'm projecting my own perception of annoyance on this person is reflecting back on me once you get it into that kind of perspective then you can kind of see where things are and check yourself you know sure and you you take ownership of it that way right like you're saying okay what well, is this am i reacting to something that's not really that bad or 
is it that bad? Mm-hmm. Most cases, probably not. It's uh, we talk a lot about here that it's kind of how you react to mm-hmm. situations that can make the difference between choosing to be happy and and not. So that's that's a very interesting point. W- what else can can we do to to sort of I guess combat negativity or bring down our stress levels or, or anything like that? Compassion is always a good one. Compassion to other people, even people that you may not get along with. That's an even stronger force than compassion. It's easy to be compassionate to people you like. Yeah. Being compassionate to people that you don't always get along with is going to help a lot. And even self-compassion, if you're getting bombarded from everybody, the last person you need to pile on is you. You know, Right. If you can do some things uh, to tell yourself that, that, you know what, let's relax, make yourself matter. If you stay in the present moment and, you know, we don't ruminate on things that happened yesterday because it's already happened or things that are going to happen tomorrow because it hasn't happened yet. These things don't exist. What exists is right here and right now. So fantastic. And uh, I get you back to your point about compassion. It reminds me of being in high school when I realized that I was a jerk. Uh, (laughs) I imagine myself saying these things to these people in front of their mothers. Mm. And how would their mothers react to how I was treating their children? Not necessarily, yeah, they'd probably get mad and go do whatever. But how would it hurt them that their child was not uh, being treated with respect Mm -hmm. and those sorts of things? And so that, to me, that was a trick that I found for myself that helped me build compassion. And I don't know if it's going to be helpful for anybody else, but maybe it will. And and, uh, one more compassionate person in the world is, is definitely a win. There's all kinds of information on this stuff, and you write articles on all kinds of things. Uh, Is there anything else that that we can do to to make our workplaces happier, or is there a place we can go to find more information? Well, as always, livehappy.com, and check out our magazine. Every issue is packed full of tips, full of interesting facts, full of the latest research on what's going on, not just for work, but at home um, sure. and your relationships. So, yeah, uh, if you keep live happy uh, constantly in front of you, you're going to you're going to be at the forefront of all this. Make us your fr- we want to be your friend. Take us wherever wherever you go. Uh, we like we said, like you mentioned, we uh, we're always trying to, to help people, uh, you know, in the home and within their personal relationships and at work. And uh, we do it through the magazine. We do it through this podcast. We do it through uh, videos, all kinds of things, social media as well. But we actually have uh, a program which fits in really well with uh, what you're talking about. Live happy at work. And you can go to livehappy.com slash at work and we'll also link it on livehappynow.com but it's a whole program that uh, is designed to help you bring more happiness to the workplace and and there's not just there, there are the human benefits to it obviously but if you're bringing this up to the CEO or the CFO they're going to say ah, you know what is, what's what's it going to do for our bottom line well the bottom line is when people are happier, they're more productive. They're more creative. You're going to get better uh, work out of them. You're going to find better solutions from them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are studies where because of these programs that companies are now starting to implement, they are seeing a, an increase in the bottom line. It is happening. Less turnover, like you said, more productivity. People are healthier, so they're staying at work. It's a win-win, and it doesn't cost nearly as much as going to the to the doctor yes exactly if you it's preventative maintenance that yeah. will and as we know the the emotional health is just as important as as the physical and can sometimes affect the physical as well well thanks for stopping by again uh chris libby our section editor and uh 
frequent, almost constant contributor uh, <laughs> to the magazine. And you even listen to all this stuff every so often to make sure we're, yeah. we're not saying anything dumb. Yeah. So we appreciate you stopping by again. Uh, stop by uh, livehappynow.com and we'll link you to the uh, Live Happy at Work program. Help you get stronger financial performance, increased innovation, uh, and you know, pretty great brand recognition as well. I mean, if people associate your company with happy people, more likely to do business with you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, while you're online, uh, make sure to let us know what you thought of this episode or what you'd like to hear on a future episode. You can do that by finding us on Twitter at LiveHappy, Facebook.com slash LiveHappy. You can also email us podcast at LiveHappy.com. And make sure to join us next week as we learn how to be more mindful in our technology-ridden world. Live Happy Science Editor Paula Phelps talks with Janelle Burley-Hoffman on the topic of digital mindfulness. For Chris Libby and everybody at Live Happy Magazine and the Live Happy Now podcast, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long and thank you for helping us to live happy.